Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast. We're the Commander Clash crew, Richard, Seth, Krim, and I, Tomer. We all discuss Commander-related topics. And today, we are going to settle some drama that we've had in the past, in the recent past. Uh, we're going to be raiding all the dual lands that are commonly played in Commander, and we're going to rate them in an internet-friendly uh, tier list. So over at D, we got Don't Play, uh, which are cards that we just don't play in any of our decks. Then we got C, which is Average. These are like mediocre filler cards that we're probably not going to be running unless we have some sort of restriction that kind of pushes us towards it. And we're probably just going to be running them at most in like a two-color deck. Then at B, we have cards that are only good in certain decks. So they're good in a small percentage of decks that might be all-stars in very specific archetypes, but they're not like uh, all-inclusive format all-stars. And they're usually going to be very good in two-color and three-color decks, but most of the time they're not going to be great in like four-color or five-color decks. Then at A, we have really good overall cards. These are good in a large percentage of decks not all decks but most of them in the format that they can fit in um and also these are cards that are going to be showing up uh not just in two color decks but also three color decks and uh perhaps even higher at four or five um and then finally at s these are the format format all-star dual lands uh they're basically going to fit in the vast majority of commander decks out there and not only are they good in two color decks but they're also great in three color four color and even five color decks uh so this is the best of the best and obviously it's our highest standard in terms of uh, a, a dual lands so let's kick things off with richard what's the first cycle of lands we've got here actually hang on hang on one second also tomer i think you mentioned we're not really taking budget into account right with these we're just we're ranking them based on power and not really docking cards because underground sees a thousand dollars or whatever yeah, that's a great point. I brought it up before we hit recording and then I forgot <laughs> to mention that crucial bit. So yeah, yeah. So like, uh, we're not going to say like, you know, a volcanic island is bad because it's like $800, you know, like it's still the best. Um, but we're, we are going to mention the budget of all these cards and that's something to keep in consideration because not everybody is going to spend $1,000 on a single piece of cardboard. Um, so that's, that's something we're going to discuss as well. And also, also, because I keep forgetting and I always say it at the very end, um, if you want to see, uh, this channel grow and you want to support, uh, the podcast and all the stuff we do, uh, you can do two things. First, you could, uh, like, and subscribe wherever you're listening to or watching this podcast and also, uh, if you want to support us by uh, monetarily, uh, you could definitely head on over to our MTG merch store where you can buy a lot of beautiful things like the play mats on Richard's walls, uh, the beautiful t-shirts that we have, deck sleeves, deck boxes, and so much more over at mtggoldfishmerch.com. All right, now that we got that stuff out of the way, Richard, take it away with the first cycle. All right, uh, to no one's surprise, the best card <laughs> is uh, Alpha Beta Unlimited Duels. So these are the original dual lands, Volcanic Island, etc. There is no condition on them. Uh, they have the types, so they have Island, uh, Mountain, and they cost somewhere from $300 to $1,000. Uh, quad S's across the board. There's not 
thing to say here other mm-hmm. than they're the best cards and I don't know why anyone would ever argue against such. Um, but most people don't play with them. So that's that's that. Unless you're lucky enough to own a vintage or legacy deck or you proxy, uh, most people just don't play. We don't play with these on Commander Clash usually. We don't. I, I will say, I have one thing that I will say. I honestly do not care about these cards when it comes to two or three color uh, decks. Like, they just don't, they, they don't do enough, I think, uh, for me to really even care about them being in or out. In five color decks, though, uh, <laughs> they start becoming really, really useful, uh, but not to the point where I'm willing to spend, you know, $1,000 on a single card. Like, <laughs> uh, you, don't, yeah. you absolutely do not need them, but they definitely are still the best. And they get so much better uh, in comparison, like the gulf between uh, the other ones and, and these uh are notable in like five color, I would say. Yeah, I mean they're great. Yep, the OGs—they're always going to be good. <laughs> All right, well, not too much to say. I mean, they are the best. Uh, surprise. <laughs> so we'll just move on to the next one. We'll get to the interesting stuff soon, but we wanted to get through all of our S's. So we're going to go from the S's, uh, our S average, to the A's, to the B's, to the C's, and then finally to so this—the beautiful, beautiful D's. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so next up, we got Seth. <laughs> Uh, what's the next cycle we got? All right. Uh, number two on our list, we got Shocklands, which are essentially the same as the original dual lands, with the one exception being you got to pay two life if you'd like them to come into play untapped. They have the land types. They had two colors of mana. Uh, so original duels at the cost of two life, we all rank them S tier. And essentially, they're, they're budget original duels. And really, the drop yeah. is not that big from original duels, especially in Commander, when you have uh, 40 life to work with compared to 60 card formats, we only got 20 life. Price is, I don't know, 10 to $20, somewhere in that range, I think. It says 15 plus on Archie, uh, somewhere in that range. Uh, there's a bunch of different reprintings of them now. So basically, just auto includes from everything from two color to five color. 15 to, the 15 to $20 mark, that's, that's kind of wild. I that that's they've like doubled since the last time i looked at mm-hmm. them they're, they're like eight or like seven bucks but yeah they're i think they're, they're really good i think they're slowly slowly creeping up a little bit as commander players buy them and it's been a minute since they were reprinted although we're getting more in infinity or whatever later this year so we'll see if Ooh, that helps God, at all yes yes yeah hopefully infinity helps and also whenever we're going to go back to ravnica because you know it's we're, we're a year or two away from that it's it's going to be coming <laughs> I guess I guess one thing I wanted to mention about about uh, these dual lands that have the basic land type. This is, also applies to the Abiduals. Uh, a big reason why they're so good they're not they're not actually that great on their own. Like they're fine, uh, but they're not that great on their own. The fact that you can fetch them uh, with fetch lands that can uh, grab uh, certain uh, land types makes them incredibly uh, flexible. Like if you have a Bloodstained Mire, they can get a swamp or a mountain. Uh, the fact that you can get a Steam Vents, which taps for blue or red, is, is adds incredible versatility that's like above and beyond for like three color decks and four color decks and five color decks and two color decks, not so much. But also uh, they fuel stuff like High Tide, stuff that cares about basic land types. Uh, just throwing it out there for people who don't know yeah. about that just, stuff. Just, just for newer players, like why yeah. this is important, right? So like Tomer said, you can fetch them with fetch lands. Uh, there's ramp like grab two forests from your deck mm-hmm. uh, there's lands that rely on other lands we're going to talk about like the check lands that enter untapped if you control a mountain or an island or something like that there are lands like mystic sanctuary where you need three islands 
right, for it to activate. Or there are lands like uh, Cabal Coffers, which require swamps. So having that type dramatically increases uh, the power. And also being able to put a land into play untapped gives you basically a free turn, right? You can use that land immediately uh, the turn it comes into play versus waiting for one full turn cycle. Uh, so those are kind of the two big things we look at when we're evaluating lands. And if you notice between shock lands and the original duels, like they have all the upsides, right? So they're, that's why they're ranked like super high. Yeah, yeah. Being being able to be tutored out by various effects is really really big, and I think we'll see that throughout our list. Like if you look at some of the lands that you think, oh, they're probably not very good. If they're ranked higher than you think they would be, it's probably because you can fetch them and nature's lore them and far seek them and all those shenanigans we were just talking about. All right, uh, we're gonna move to another one that we have S's across the board. Surprise, surprise. The last one with S's across the board. Krim, uh, what we got? All right, so we have fetch lands, uh, which you probably have heard this term a lot throughout uh, Magic's formats. Uh, but yes, so fetch lands uh, originally from Onslaught, where they can tutor any type of land, like a certain type. They themselves don't add any mana, but like they can look for like a swamp or an island. And that kind of is going to pair very well with cards like dual lands, like any of the shocks or anything like that. Anything that has the types. And on top of that, now with Magic printing more utility lands... Uh, like, let's just say Mystic Sanctuary. This is pretty sweet as you're able to just go and pool a land and on top of that, maybe get a spell back from your graveyard. So all around, just very powerful card. And they're not they're The only issue or difference is they're like about five to thirty five dollars now. Uh, or actually, uh, yeah, they're uh, not sorry. They're How much 20 is plus dollars? <laughs> 20 plus. They're 20 plus. Uh, but yes. So Scalding Tarn is not a hundred dollars anymore. Scalding Tarn is like still yeah. probably like sixty. So that's sixty. That's actually they got, re- they got recently reprinted in what is it, Modern Horizons two? Yeah, yeah, Scal- yeah, yeah. Scalding Tarn's like just over thirty now, and some of the worst ones for Modern Horizons two are around twenty. But then the that's ones from that haven't been reprinted are more like fifty now. Those ones shot up. I think up it's quite yeah, the con cycle. So yeah, those are the allied, Meyer, the allied colored ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, right, yeah. so I have fetch a question lands. for you guys. Okay, go so, ahead. So, oh, sorry. So fetch lands are universally good, right? The real question is, do you play them in one color decks? No, 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 no. Krim, I know Krim probably does because of hashtag deck thinning, but that is incorrect. <laughs> that is wrong. We could do a whole kind. We need to do a uh, deck thinning tier ranking podcast so we can bash <laughs> Krim's horrible deck thinning theory. But uh, uh, yes, no, I do not but play them. But deck thinning, though. <laughs> oh. On, on top of that, I mean, I could see a reason for it. Like, okay, okay, so like Fabled Passage, things like this, right? You, I, I would still run a few fetch lands just because maybe, maybe you have Feel of the Dead. There are now enough, like, different types mm-hmm. of lands where you can get additional triggers. And as I had mentioned, you can pull, like, a Mystic Sanctuary in a mono blue deck. So mm-hmm. it's pretty useful to have a few fetch lands. Come on. Come on. I agree so with I, I think it used I, to be a meme, right? Like, it yeah. used to be a meme of hashtag deck thinning, but we have so much power creep that almost all colors have a reason to run a fetch land in monocolored. So with, like, green, you can balagan recovery your fetch for a land, right? Uh, you can get any of the, the Eldraine uh, special lands with them. Uh, you get Field of Dead triggers, like Krim said. In white, you reanimate your lands with Savine's Reclamation, Sun Titan, and things like that. So actually, I think almost all colors have 
meaningful ways to use this land in the graveyard that now it's no longer a meme that you probably should just like slot these in <laughs> to your like monocolor decks. I, I don't disagree. Like oh. if you're playing decks that like have synergies, if you're playing Crucible of World or Ramanop Excavator or Ren in Six or whatever, like if you have synergies build around it, yeah, I'm definitely on board. But I think in just a generic monocolor deck, I don't think it's worth it. Uh, I mean, so I, yeah, I, I agree with Seth that, that it's not worth it unless you have synergies, but like all my decks, all my monocolor decks have synergies around them now. Like, I, I can't think of one that doesn't have it. What's the red synergy? So Is there a red it, synergy? You, you get a Dwarven, you're talking about Dwarven okay. mine? That's not worth it. Oh, so one, one token. You're gonna, you're, <laughs> no, that's no, not is there a better one over? <laughs> well, like my last mono red deck, I guess this is kind of cheating, but my last mono red deck was uh, mono red super friends. It was Chandra's Super Friends. And that deck runs Rings of Bright Hearth and Lithoform Engine. And both two, those cards say whenever you activate an ability, you can pay two to copy that activated ability. So you crack a fetch land, which is an activated ability. Uh, you can pay two with the Rings of Bright Hearth or the Lithoform Engine to copy that activated ability of searching your library for a mountain and putting it to the battlefield. Um, and it literally says, basically says, uh, each fetch land says pay two mana rampant growth <laughs> you know um and it's it's actually fantastic because i was running those cards anyway in my planeswalker deck and now suddenly uh they ramp and i was doing the same thing i think it's i think it's especially good in mono white because mono white is always going to be running sun titan always going to be running well often running sun titan often running sevens reclamation um so it gets even better there uh but there's like a lot of little little things that that make it better uh, as well like i really like a mary shepherd as well in in mono white decks and this is another way to get an additional trigger off it but if there's no none of those synergies then am i going to be spending 20 plus dollars on a single card slot to deck thin <laughs> no <laughs> but... uh, yes i don't know if this is a strike against it but i actually take out uh fetch lands for my paper decks i have no problem running them in, in magic online but i don't know if you you all have the issue but again i have small baby if nobody knows i have small baby hands in a hundred card singleton especially double sleeved it's very big. It's like it's like yay high. It's it's super big. And then if you have to shuffle constantly, oh, it's so bad. So I actually took out most fetch lands from most of my deck. Even my five color deck doesn't have fetch lands because I just don't want to deal with it. That, that's disgusting. I, I don't want a five color deck without fetches. But to, to echo Seth's point, opposition agent is a reason you don't willy nilly throw in yeah. fetch lands for no reason. Right. And the, the life, like you're like, oh, deck thinning, right? But the deck thinning costs you life, right? And yes, it's just a life here or there, but sometimes it is relevant. And yeah, it may be more relevant than the one card you deck thinned out of your deck, right? Like those are both like negligible mm. kind of type effects. But an opposition agent is uh, pretty much backbreaking. So you yeah. gotta, if you play with Krim, you, you might actually build a 5C mana base without fetch lands. I would, I would take out fetch lands. Oh, like, they respect it good. <laughs> I would literally look at, at what, what Krim, what colors Krim is playing uh, beforehand. And then I would, I would adjust my deck based on that. Is he running black? All right. Uh, these fetch lands probably become very bad on liability. <laughs> I, I have another play fetch. basics. I have another fetch question for you. Let's say you're playing a three-color deck, just generic three-color deck. How many fetches are you playing in a deck like that? Like, 
because you could really play all 10, I think, right? Like they all, because one of the unique things about Fetchlands is they don't actually have any color identity issues. They don't have any mana symbols on them. They're technically just colorless cards. So you can play off color ones if you want to. Your Arid Mesa can show up in a, uh, whatever, a Esper deck and you can use Mono that to white. fetch out any of your white dual lands or whatever. So how many how many fetches do you actually play in a deck like that, in a two or three color deck? Obviously, if you have no budget and you're five color or four color, you're probably playing all of them. But what do you do in, you know, two and three color decks? I'm, I'm kind of curious. I only play about four because just like that, I, I you know, don't want to be fetching all willy-nilly, you know, out, out in the <laughs> wilds, you know? And on top of that, I, I, I myself just don't, I don't run that many fetches for some odd reason. I, cause I mean, the types are nice, but I'm starting to like play more MDFCs. Mm-hmm. So, and like the more MDFCs that are coming in, like in two to three color decks, it is. And like, you know, the, the sweeter new duels we're getting, they're not fetchable. So I, I'm kind of like kind of going down fetch lands and just staying with, and like just actually playing lands or, or MDFCs instead. So four or five is like about the spot for me. I do all of them. I mean, we're talking power wise. As many as you can. We're talking power wise. uh, In paper, again, I don't run fetch lands in my paper decks. I don't because I have baby hands again. Uh, But on Magic Online, it does all that shuffling for you. And like, especially if you have like the dual lands and stuff. Whew. Yeah, I'll run every single duel and I'll run every single fetch in in the colors, even the ones that are like only grab a mountain. If I'm like Mardu, if it's like a wooded foothills, it gets a mountain in a forest. I'll run that one too because it can grab my my dual lands, and it's like the ultimate consistency. As long as Krim is not at the table, <laughs> as long as Krim's not at the table, all right. I think or I get go your for fetches Krim's out strategy. early. Four or five. So the problem is when you run ten. You definitely cannot play enough basics, right? If you play ten fetches and you have any kind of ramp, you cannot ramp yourself in a three-color <laughs> deck. Yeah, you're gonna run out, right? Because after you put in all the other duels, like you're not gonna have enough basics anymore. Trust me, it happens to me every week. Uh, and <laughs> you're not the problem is, basics. if I play if I play white, I need more fetches because I need the fetches for my ramp. So when I play white in my three-color decks, then I I, I try to do the Tomer approach. But then I ran out of basics, and then I complain about basics, right? So it's a it's a weird dance you have to play no more here, basics. right? <laughs> How many I, basics do you run in a, a three color deck? I'm just curious. Does anybody so know it, off the top of their so head? So if I'm um, not playing a ramp color, like three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll I'll play three to five if I'm not green. If I'm green, then you got to up the number a lot because you have all the stuff yep. that like cultivates and Kadama reach. Oh I always God. have so, but yeah, you never I, have to I'm worry about running like three to five. I don't even you play don't basic about in four or five color decks. Like, right, unless, I, unless I'm centered around green. <laughs> my three color deck runs 13 basics. What are you... Whoa, what are you that's so guys, many. My Z true deck, I'm looking at it right now. It's that's 13 so basics. many lands. But, I mean, five, basic how lands. Do you, five planes, but, four island, four mountain. But what about MDFCs, Tomer? You need to have room for like 10 MDFCs. I have one MDFC in there. That. That's not enough. That's not Only enough. Only one? <laughs> We, we gotta do a deck doctor version. episode where we analyze this mana base. Like, what duels are you putting in here that you can end up with? Like, you have ten fetches and then you have fifteen basics. Okay, I, okay, I, that is Didn't that is that is a good point. I don't have any fetch lands, lands in the deck. I don't have any I, fetch lands in the deck. Like, so. why why play so many basics? Like, I'm actually like kind of curious because I feel like what's the 
what's the downside of just overloading on as many dual lands as possible if you aren't, you know, cultivating and Kanama's reaching things that make you have basics in your deck? Well, I mean, those cards are really good still in three color decks, I feel, because a lot of those, like cultivating Kodama's Reach, uh, are are also mana fixers for you. Because you can, like, you can grab a green land and you can get one of the other two colors in your deck. It also, no. like, in my Zedru deck, I have, like, land tax. So a land tax. That's why you have is... six basics and you call it a land... name, right? Like, why no! do you need, like, 15? <laughs> land tax is a, that's a reason to play more basics. Yeah, I mean, land tax. That, that's a reason. Wait, hmm. also, also, there's there's a, there's also a difference between me and Richard how we land tax. Richard says no to the trigger sometimes. Sometimes he's like, "I'm good." I don't have I enough have lands in the say, deck. <laughs> I, I, I almost never say no. I'm like, "Well, this is li- look, okay, okay." We we meme on deck thinning, but what if I take out like twelve basics from my deck? Isn't is that deck thinning? Like, land tax is one memes. of the cases where I actually do believe in deck thinning. I deck actually thinning, think you don't you get say. to pay life. You're getting three out at a time. So you're yeah, increasing I, uh, your chances. Are you playing Storm? How are you refilling your hand with three cards every turn and not discarding the hand? Size. You were, that's my reliquary tower is S tier. Oh, okay, I wouldn't decline if I had reliquary tower out. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you scroll rack for the maximum value. You put all those basics back into your deck and you draw some non lands. Mm, oh, so good. All right, we've gone on a total tangent. So, uh, <laughs> around the what board are we on then. now? Battle of All right, cool. all right. Okay, so so we talked about uh, three unan- unanimous S's. Like as as I said earlier, we're starting at, at at the highest rated stuff, and we're working our way down. So it's gonna go all the way downhill from here. Uh, but this is still also group average S. We're gonna be talking about the bond lands. These are the cycle of lands from Battle Bonds. Uh, they were also printed at Commander Legends, uh, like uh, like Training Center. Uh, each of these will enter the battlefield untapped if you control two or more opponents. Otherwise, enter the battlefield tapped. So in a typical four-player game of, of Commander, uh, these are going to always enter the battlefield untapped unless it's basically down to you and a one, one other opponent like super late into the game. Uh, they do not have the basic land type, so they do not fuel uh, basic land synergies like fetch lands or like Sky Shroud Claim and stuff like that. Um, but uh, they're very consistent in what they do, and uh, z- some of them are incredibly affordable. The ones in Commander Legends, because it was printed last year, two years ago, I don't even, time has no meaning. Um, they were printed recently. Uh, they start as low as $5, and the ones from Battle Bond, which haven't been reprinted in a while, uh, they're about $35. So Seth and Krim uh, mark these as S's, and or sorry, Richard and Krim uh, mark these as S's, Seth and I mark these as A. What do we all think about it? They're very good. They're very good, but I will say there's like a huge drop from the first three groups of lands we talked about to these like uh, yes it kind of snuck into the s tier i feel like these are the next group of lands which i do play after i play my dual lands after I, or my uh you know fetches or shocks whatever are legal uh original dual lands these cards to me are very similar to the lands that they just printed in Innistrad actually, where they're gonna come into play untapped a big percentage of the time. You can't actually fetch them up. They do show up in my decks on occasion, but if you're concerned about budget, the drop from a $35 bond land to a $8 uh, new Innistrad land is like really, really tiny in my opinion. So 
I play them. They're fine, but not like super exciting. Well, I mean, I as I had already said, I play less fetches than I've I did before, and this is one of those reasons, right? Because there's just so many good lands that don't have types that I can't tutor up, and so I love this card. I think this is just pretty much an auto include in any deck that can play it, right? So if you're two two plus colors, it's just you're playing it. It's such a solid. Uh, it's always untapped. Doesn't cost me any life. I can't tutor, but that's a okay with me. So I I'm here for this. I love this. I think I think they're basically auto includes in two color and three color decks, and they start becoming less consistent than the previous options we talked about, the fetches plus plus uh, shocks or abduls uh, in four and five. And like I run these in in my five color decks again, baby hands. Um, mm-hmm. And these are my my replacements for the fetches and the duels, or some of them. Um, and yeah, in five color, they're definitely okay, but they're they're less. They they do suffer some consistency issues. But at two and three color, there's basically it's all upside. Like yeah, you don't have the basic land type, but like oh, they're so good. They're so good. So great. I yeah. I don't even see where guys, the inconsistency issues yeah, are in five colors. I, <laughs> yeah, they're. Like, <laughs> well, I guess I understand shocks and fetches are better, right? So so you you load up on twenty of those, and you still have seventeen land slots. <laughs> And aren't these the lands you put in? Aren't these the undisputed, like, next best land? So, so like, five don't color. Don't you put these in your 5C decks? I wouldn't they, put them in five color. <laughs> if they're it was on the fringe. They're on the fringe for me in five color. They occasionally show up. But for me, it's like 10 fetches, 10 shocks, five triomes, command tower in some of those, like, utility lands. And then you got to okay, have okay. room for some basics and MDFCs. So occasionally a couple of these slip in. I do play them 100% of the time in two and three color, though. But five color, yeah. like, I just don't always have enough room, especially with my MDFC love eating up a few, <laughs> a few <Nah>. land slots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My- but we're not ranking against MDFCs. We're ranking against other. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if there is another duel you needed to play beyond fetch shocks, this uh, triumphs, triumphs coming tri- ahead of this, and then okay, triumphs would be the, these would be the next. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I I just wouldn't have room them in five in an optimized five color. It would be very similar to Seth. Ten fetches, ten Abu duels. 10 shocks, a couple triumphs, world tree, mana confluence, uh, the other one, city of brass, right, uh, command tower, exotic orchard. 10, ten e- duels to over 10 even, OG duels. Look, even without day, original duels, there's not enough room for them. Look, usually. If you, if you want to help Tomer on his quest to getting the 10 duels, you should like and subscribe <laughs> and go to the MCG merch store. That's all I'm saying. Tomer needs his volcanic island, baby. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> just, just proxy it, Tomer. I'll send you a proxy. <laughs> Oh, now we're using a few where we're going to get some, some flames. <laughs> All right. Um, um, but what about, wait, Krim, uh, uh, would you run this in five color? Yeah, I, I would run. I do run this in five color. Uh, and I and I run it because, okay, assuming that I'm not using the, like, like the, uh, the alpha beta duels and stuff, I'm definitely throwing this in there. Uh, and even with those, I'm still definitely throwing this in there. And that's including triumphs. So I, I got to say the line of reasoning that we keep getting more good unfetchable duels. So I'm playing Lex fetches is like the exact opposite of how I think. I think that not being fetchable makes the new lands not good rather yeah. than, oh, my battle bond lands are cool. So fetches are bad now. So Only I, I, kinda, I view that color. like very, very opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Only but in two color, like there's almost no difference, right? Like, yeah. No, 
Well, Sun Titan. Wait. We already went over this. Sun we're Titan, them in yeah, yeah. Color decks. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, me for that. Fetches are <laughs> fetches are kind of funny like that. <laughs> but yeah, no, but that's true. I mean, a fetch land as far as mana fixing is like actively bad in two color. You would much rather have a battle bond land if it, all you care about is like your fixing. Yeah, yeah that's true. <clears throat> all right, I, I see this got bumped up higher. Oh wait, they were obviously got bumped up higher because we're doing it based on on the average rating. I'm like, we're not supposed to talk about triumphs this early, but apparently we're talking about triumphs. So Richard, what are triumphs? All right, we're, we're cheating by throwing in triumphs because there's like only like two playable trilands, so we're gonna throw them in with our dual land um, list. But essentially, uh, these are the Ikoria lands. They they have three colors, so you can tap them for any three colors. Uh, you can cycle them for two mana, and they have the the actual land types, so island, plains, whatever. Roughly 10 bucks. Uh, everyone gave it an S except Tomer, who gave it a B. Tomer, I, I do B. not understand. They're fetchable try-fixing. <laughs> yeah. they, they cannot enter untapped, though, right? They, they yes. have to enter tapped. But you can cycle. And they even cycle. They, even yeah, cycle they have them. some weird extra upside for some reason. Look, I run them. So I run them in all my hyper decks I can, I can, can afford them. A big reason why, though, is because uh, I love the showcase art of them. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't seen the showcase frame of them, they're one of my favorite treatments ever. So go to look them up. They have this really cool, like, comic booky aesthetic. So even if they weren't good, I would be running them anyway in my paper decks. I run them in all, all my decks regardless. Very good cards overall. But I will say, again, as someone who... Uh, avoids, uh, you know, the fetch lands and stuff in my five color deck. These are there. These are there, and they're still great. I, oh, I don't. I can count the number of times I've actually actually cycled it because three mana is still a lot. I like that it's there, but I think I've cycled it maybe like once out of fifty games. And then the other thing is they come into play tapped always, and that's actually a big thing. Like uh, when I said my my criteria is speed and consistency. Uh, these are incredibly consistent. They're very helpful in three color decks, four color decks, five color decks. They're fetchable, which is very good too. But speed wise, they're always going to be tapped. So peppering in a couple of these, like you put in the, even all five in a five color deck, all five of them out of like 38, 36 lands, uh, they're not going to affect your speed whatsoever. Like sometimes they're going to burn you, but that's going to be so rare. You're going to have another land drop to to put into play to to really maximize your thing. But sometimes, like it's, it's, they're just they're. Would I get take it over a shock land? I'd probably take the shock land. Honestly, oh, but how, well, you that, just said you would play this in your five color deck, and five would be okay. But then you still put it as a B. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, well, we change our we change our rating. I'm not going to put it in an S. Why not? Don't you because slam this into your five-color decks? Uh, it's not it literally as good as goes in all your five-color decks, right? I, yeah, but it's uh, not as good as those. Three plus like, colors, and this is uh, auto-include. This, this is, is, is auto-include. This is actually get, better, right? Like turn one, I'm fetching a. this, not an Abu Duel. I'll, right? I'll put it as an A. I, I, I feel like it's on par with shocks at least. Maybe not the original duels, but it's like of that power level. But it comes to play tabs. Like it's always. We can play tap lands in modern. I think we can play like tap lands in like a four player format, right? Like you can find a slot on your curve to fix this, right? To to you know, on turn one or turn two, you can fetch it up and have perfect mana the rest of the game. Yeah. It is definitely worth the like the the downside of having one one turn off is you have perfect mana now, right? 
I put right. it as I put it as I shoved it as an A, and you convinced me as A. But like, I can't in good conscience put it in the same category as an Abu Duel. Like, that's crazy. Well, because Abu Duel is like triple S. <laughs> Abu Duel should yeah. be its own category, right? <laughs> we should have had an Abu category. <laughs> but it's a little like I, ah. I I was gonna. I was going to be upset with you, Tomer, because <clears throat> you had the the original Trilands okay. with no types and no cycling rated the same. You had them exactly <laughs> the same. So cyclings were zero. No, land no. types are worse zero. Okay, like, okay, it was okay. blowing my mind. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Here, here's my, here's my, here's my, uh, my uh, thought process, which is legit. I, 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 okay, let's say we have, we have the full cycle of Triumphs. We have mm-hmm. all 10. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to run all 10 in my five color deck. I would run out of spots. I would much rather have every single Abudul, every single Shockland, every single Fetchland, and then I would put in like, you know, three Triumphs. And that's it. If if we had ten, I would not but, run but all ten. I would run like three. Thing. Yeah, but then are they A's or are they S's? Okay, so like, call it S minus yeah. because Abudul right. are so right. overly powerful. That I'll put them as S minus. Obviously anything compared to them are like trash, right? S minus. You got me at S minus, all right? <laughs> but you do put them in your five color decks. I right? do, I okay, do, but I, do. I, I will only put a couple of them because I want them really? basically there for for the turns where I can fetch and then I can put it on a tap land, and I don't care about putting a tap land for that turn. This this might change once we get the rest of them, but for me, I play the maximum the maximum number of triumphs that are legal in my commander deck. In five color, it's yep. all five. Three color, three. Four color, however many work in my color combinations. Yep. Uh, once there's all ten of them, maybe I won't run all ten in a five color deck. That might be excessive, but but you right also now run I every run single as many as I can. MDFC, and then you're like, well, I was Seth gonna play a two drop, but I'm gonna, yeah. he's he's permanently a, play, a turn behind. So what's like five more tap lands? He has so much value. Yeah, <laughs> so but I get to hand spike field hazard your sky scanner, and once Yo, every that, twenty real, games, that was a real interaction. Yeah. Once oh, every hundred I, games, you'll cycle it for value. Like. I'm, I, I gotta cheat. I know I'm up next, but I'm gonna jump way down on our list because I gotta get your opinion on the other Trilands. These are these are ranked much much further down our list. So the original Trilands, they're Triumphs. There's all ten of them. The difference is no land types and no cycling. They're just they make three colors of mana come into play tapped. They're very free, 20 cents, 50 cents, something like that. Well, our ratings are all over the board on this one from a couple of A's with Richard and Krim, uh, a B from Tomer, same as Triomes, and uh, before he no, changed it, and the Triomes are S and, and, and a C from me. What do you guys think of this land cycle? Like, how often do you play these cards? I mean, example, I like, so we have. Pretty much all the lands that that all the triumphs we have now we are the ones that we have the tri lands that are tapped right. So yeah, because s- there's all ten tapped tri lands, so we have them for okay. every three color combination. So yeah. if we if we discount like you know the Abzan one, the the Rogrin one, and or Jeskai one, uh, then mm-hmm. yeah, I still play these. I could consider this an A in Grixis, right? Because like they don't have a Grixis triumph yet. I can't tutor this, but I mean, you still look. If there's one thing that is like hand in hand with Grixis, is that you you always struggle with your mana colors <laughs> because all the spells that you want in Grixis are always like triple red, triple black, triple blue. So really, you do need these trilands in in like some of those decks just because of the, how hardcore the colors are. So yeah, having a good mana base. In the non-triumph ones, even if they're unfetchable, are still worth a lot to me. So I'm jamming this in any Grixis deck, Esper deck. Uh, but if we're talking about like maybe 
Saltai or something like that or Jeskai, maybe not because we have the Triomes instead. I play I them play with my three color decks. That's <laughs> yeah, what I was going to say. Like, even with it, the it, even when they overlap with the Triomes. It, right? If it's because just three colors, yes. But if yeah. it's five color, I'm not five going. Five colors, I, no. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not doubling up on like two Abzan ones. Yeah, I, I probably should bump it up to B, honestly, because I was going to say what Richard said. If it's exactly a three-color deck, I play it every single time. Any other amount of colors, I play it 0% of the time. <laughs> I think they're good only exactly in three-color decks. I mean, I'll run them in three-color decks, uh, and I'll run them in most budget decks. Like, if it's a five-color budget deck, and I'm not running the fetches and the abduels and all that nonsense. Or even even the triumphs. I mean, the triumphs are ten dollars and they're going up, right? They're going to be they're, they're climbing. Uh, these are like twenty cents. So so they're they're incre- if if you have a budget concern, these are actually fantastic. And that's why I put it as a B. Like they're they're a staple in in budget in budget lists. But I think in like an ideal uh, mana base for three color, I probably won't even run it there. Um, yeah. And then four and five color, they get a lot worse because, uh, yeah, they help. They, they, they do help, but like, you know, if you have a fetch lane and a triome, like five fetches, five or ten to fetches, ten, uh, five triomes, like uh, you could get any land you need at any given time. And it's just so much, it, it gets so much more valuable. Um, but they're still very good. That's it's a solid B. Solid B. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're good on that. Uh, we're going to move to another uh, sick one where we're actually unanimous. Krim, what, what's this about? Uh, this one is the Checklands. Uh, so if you remember these, these are from like Innistrad. You'll have like Sulphur Falls. Uh, you could also count like, I mean, there's the Drowned Catacomb ones on top of that too. Uh, and and yeah, so these are the ones where you're required to have like a type. This is where you start seeing like the land types matter a lot more. Like some will say, hey, you need to have a mountain or or a swamp. And uh, yeah, like they're relatively cheaper now. They're like about $5 for one. So these are pretty good, right? Like Dragon Skull Summit, Drown Catacomb, all these all these lands, Glacier Fortresses, these are all still amazing. So you know the I, name of a non-Grixis. What's the green one? Give us a green one. one, give us a green one, Krim. Come on. One green, one green check land. Simic? Simic? You can't say guild names, that's cheating, and that's all wrong. <laughs> it's not even correct, though. It's like no, 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 it's like Simic Harbor. Land Harbor. Ah, yeah, see? I was working my way towards that. Tomer stole it from me. Tomer stole it from me, okay? Tip of my tongue, I swear. I just, I think these cards, like, I personally rated this at an A. These types, even even We're the green, by the way, yeah, 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 A's across the board, A's across the board, and for for like very good reason, right? Like I don't, I'm not playing these in my five color because there's just so many good like either like lands that can either add like multiple colors, like let's just say Command Tower, City of Brass, even uh ref- like even Reflecting Pool, all of that, and then you have like all the Triumphs, all the like the Tri lands, and then you have all the Duels, Shocks, Battle Bond lands. So I just don't have room for these. So this this is where my line is like cutting off uh for for the five color decks. Yeah, these lands are really interesting. I think in general, I would rank them just behind the the battle bond lands in terms of like the next tier of lands because really in most decks if you're playing shock lands fetch lands triumphs all that stuff 
other than turn one, they should pretty much always come into play on tap. So that's the, the only real difference between a battle bond land and one of these. On the other hand, I think one of the most interesting parts about these lands is I think they're way worse as budget lands than you might think because their power is tied to shock lands, fetch lands, triomes, original duels, like having these lands, these dual lands with types. So if I'm building a budget deck, this is something I run into in modern to some extent, like I would rather play a lot of the other cycles that we haven't talked about yet if I can't afford to be playing fetch lands and shock lands and triomes in my deck, because if you don't have these dual lands with types, these lands get a lot worse because they're coming to play tapped a lot uh, less often. Unless you're Tomer and you play 20 basic lands. You play 20 basic lands. Then, then you might be fine. Yeah. But, <laughs> so it's fine, right? <laughs> this is so the downside to all these MDFC nonsense. <laughs> even though they're cheap, I think they're bad budget lands. Uh... I, I heavily disagree. They're also not I, great for budget, right? There's Okay, $5 is a bit expensive for budget, right? I mean, it depends on the budget, obviously. Yeah, like, if, if, right. if your budget is, like, I can't afford $35 bond lands, like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, the original battle bond lands, for example. Like, Sea of Clouds and stuff uh, have, haven't been reprinted in many, many years, and it's, like, $35 and, and upwards, whereas, you know, like, Training Center is, like, 5 Um so I, I don't know. I, I think I think I think in a two color deck, these are they're always going to be entering the battlefield untapped for me. Three color decks, same thing. Four and five is where it starts it starts getting consistency issues, and they're entering the battlefield tapped too many times for me to uh, to like it. Um, that's why it's a solid A for me. It's like I'm going to always put this in a two color deck or a three color deck. I know, so I run enough basics. Getting worse over time, like. Yeah. All the utility lands, MDFCs, like there, there. It used to be that these would always enter untapped, and now there's times if you're playing a two color deck, you're like Command Tower, Sulfur yep. Fault, uh, Rip, right? Or you're not. like Sulfur Fault, but I have a Soul Ring in hand, Rip, right? Like, so they, they're That's actually not. getting worse over time, but they made Battle Bond lands, which replaced them. So, like, we, I guess it's fine, right? But these are somehow getting worse as we go on. And this used to be a staple in all my decks, and now. They're kind of like one of the last lines of defense for like two color decks, right? I, I think yeah. these are still like good, but like I can see that they're climbing down and I give it about like a, a few years or maybe like three or four. And I start questioning whether maybe maybe a year where I start questioning, do I even keep these in anymore? Because it, it is getting significantly lower on the power list. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Prismari Campus. I, th I, this is not a meme. I think that card is bad, right? But like the thing here, it, but those cards are starting to get like four mana just scry, right? So lots of lands are, are slowly like climbing up. Like even the worst lands are starting but to get abilities. It does abilities. enter tapped. It does enter tapped, but even the worst lands are starting to do things now, right? So yeah. if if that's the case, I th and with power creep just being how it is in Magic, these are going to be not enough. I think pretty soon. Just because they don't do anything else. They're significantly a step down from Bond Lands. Like, I would run Bond Lands in, a, in some five-color decks if I'm, you know, baby hands. Uh, but I'm not going <laughs> to run Check Lands. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting observation. It is definitely it is definitely uh, getting pushed out. Whereas our tops, uh, the top tier is probably not going to get pushed out anytime soon. Um, all right. I, I have one that I'm so excited to talk about. 
because I know I know at least one person absolutely hates these lands and I love them. Oh, this is not is not quite to the to the level, not quite to the level. But uh, I know Seth is not the biggest fan of slow lands uh, like Shipwreck Marsh. These are the stuff that showed up in uh, Innistrad. Shadows over Innistrad, I think, was the first time they showed up. N- no, and no, then, no, 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 no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. These are different lands. These are different no, no, lands. No, 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 these no, are the yeah. new new Innistrad ones. Where oh, the Midnight Hunt. Lands that come into play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When did they first show up? Was it was it Midnight Hunt was the first yeah, time they showed up? I have no idea what yeah. you're talking about. And I actually <laughs> What's like the condition you? on the land? Uh, uh, okay, okay. So, so like the, the slow lands. Uh, they will enter the battlefield untapped if you control two or more lands. Um, so turn one, turn two, not very good. They enter the battlefield tapped. I mean, they they tap for two colors, so they're still not the worst. They just enter the battlefield tapped. But if you have if you already have two lands on the battlefield and you play this, it will enter the battlefield untapped. Uh, they're in Midnight Hunt and, and Crimson Vow, and uh, they don't have the basic land types. So they're not fetchable, and they don't have those basic land synergies. Um, and they're not too expensive. They're in standard, so their their price is a little bit higher than than they will be once they're rotated and whatever. Hopefully, uh, they're around like eight dollars um, in the eight dollar range. And Krim put it at S. Uh, Richard put it at A. And Seth and I put it as B. Um, the yeah. slow lands like Shipwreck Marsh. That's uh. So I, I actually these aren't the lands that I hate. Those are those are okay. different ones that we'll probably get yeah, to yeah, in the I future. Got a bit, I got a little um, These ones these ones though, I like them. They're a little more expensive than I'd like. I was hoping these were gonna be like two dollars or three dollars, and I think it would be like one of the best budget cycles. Maybe they get there eventually once they get out of standard. Um at eight dollars, I think they're fine. I think they rank behind the battle bond lands. I still rank them behind the check lands that we just talked about. So they're I don't know. They don't show up in my decks very often just because we have so many other options. Two color decks, I have room for them. Outside of that, they really don't show up in my decks at all. This now these that they're bad, we just have so many other options. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I think these lands are just amazing. These are like godsend. Like I, I I am I would say they're more like S minus. Like they're just barely spilling into some of like my more like four, like five color decks. Just because I, I think the though you can't tutor these lands, oftentimes these are just going to be untapped. I I find that like if I don't have like I mean you should have a three hand like you should probably be keeping a three lander hand in the opener anyways right at least so I mean if you sequence it right oftentimes this will just come into play untapped and I feel like this is I would rather have this than the fast lands. So yeah. like like the, these are amazing duels. Uh, and, and I feel like, yeah, they're, they're more often than not just starting to spill their way into five color decks because of just how consistent they've been. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of the, the, these lands. I think these are like legitimately some of the best lands they printed right after battle bond lands for commander better like, than obviously have, solve or false. Yeah. Like if you have like two of these in your deck, two out of your 36 or 38 lands, what are the odds that they're going to be one of the first two lands you put on the battlefield? I would say pretty low. I'm not. Gonna, I don't have a hypergeometric calculator, yeah. but odds are most of the time, I assume they're going to enter the battlefield untapped. And even if they enter the battlefield tapped every once in a while, it's. I don't think it's the end of the world. Like, yeah, it's, turn one. it's not like you can't play these. They don't have to spend. Yeah. Right? you can just yeah, yeah, drop it on turn them. one. If you don't have a soul ring, then it's like effectively no difference. And they mana right. effects, yeah. 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 So I think they're really good. I think they're just more conditional than the other lands, right? So you check like are check lands more or less consistent than slow lands or battle bond lands more or less consistent. I think these are behind them, but it's still a really good card. I right? think these I are know. ahead of check lands. 
the highest. Yeah, like the same condition. Maybe if you're playing five colors. If you're if you're in the like, I don't like to play that many fetch lands, and I'm playing yeah. five colors, then I would definitely value it. But I think in two or three colors, uh, the check land should come into play untap starting turn two, especially if you're playing fetches and shocks and triomes. Uh, this doesn't come into play tapped until turn three, so uh, I don't know. I, I rank the check lands ahead a little bit outside of like the no fetch land five color archetype or whatever four color archetype. Uh, yeah, I think they're about about the same as check lands. Like I prefer I prefer these in four and five color decks over check lands, but I prefer check lands over in two and maybe three color decks. Like I think that's yeah. Maybe I, I'm mm. actually gonna bump it. I'm gonna bump it to an A. You know what? Because they're about the same as check lands to me now. All right, you, you sold me. Sold me. Mm-hmm. Easy. I'm saying I think I, I think close, they're even but... better. <laughs> Fair. Not they're not fetchable. They get docked. I, yeah. I dock anything that cannot be tutored up. It doesn't have the land types. Gets knocked down a little bit. Yeah. Richard, do you have a hot take on it? I, I think they're good. <laughs> okay. I, I think they're fine. It's just there's better yeah. there's better lands, but like when you're playing a two or three color deck, you go down the list, right? Because the way it works is if you think fetch lands are good, right? You play like literally 10 of them in a five color deck. But by the time you get to a three color deck, you only run like four or something, right? So you have to put in these other lands. And that's where kind of all these A's start coming in, right? Like, you know, I can only run so many triomes. And then I start running these things, right? So, yeah, I think it's a good card. All right, moving on to uh, one of my favorite uh Cycle lanes, not not power wise. I just think they're very neat. Um, <laughs> Seth, what, what's the next cycle we got? Ooh, so next up we have the battle lands from Battle for Zendikar, and uh, they're actually kind of similar to the lands we were just talking about. Uh, the ones from Innistrad, they only come into play untapped if you control two or more basic lands, so a little bit more restricted. However, the upside is. They actually have the land types, so they each have uh, two of the basic land types, making them fetchable and all those shenanigans. They're also really cheap, like 50 cents cheap, I think, like some of the cheapest rare dual lands we have. A's across the board, except for B from Richard. Uh, I like these lands quite a bit. Uh, One of the things I notice when I'm building my decks is, uh, like I said before, I put really high value on fetchability because of all the synergies for basic land types, the far seeks, the literal fetch lands. So these lands show up in a lot of my decks just because there's not that many lands that come into play untapped a reasonable amount of time and have the basic land types. So these kind of fall into the like, not quite as good as shock lands, but I need more targets for all my fetching synergies and basic land type synergies. So they show up in a lot of decks just for that reason. Yeah. Two color decks, I'm playing this. Three color decks, I'm playing this because of the fetchability. I don't know if I'm bumping it into a four color deck though or anything like that. So I have this sitting at about an A just because... Anything four plus colors, I just don't want this. I I I I feel like there's just so much better. Um, and and the basic problem becomes an issue. Yeah. I think sometimes if you get four or five colors, like unless you're Tomer and can find a room for fifteen basics, no matter what you're playing. Like for me, I have like three basics. <laughs> I'm like these are never gonna come into play untapped. <laughs> yeah. So they're just tap lands that have the dual colors. Which yeah, is... I'd rather play the the game lands, the cheaty lands that give me a life. Ooh. Like those those would be better. I think. <laughs> So these are like the premier budget cycle for me. I don't know. Yeah. How much is the price? 50 cents. Yeah, the premier. They, they get reprinted very often. Like I think in a lot of commander precons, they show up in, um, yeah, I think it's just the precons that just keep on 
printing these. They need out. to finish this cycle. They do. Absolutely. I totally agree. <clears throat> you guys ranked this shockingly high. So I, I ranked this as a B because I ranked any land, including that just they just straight up enter tapped with the yeah. fetchable types at B. Like there is a purpose for them, right? But if you fetch it on your first two turns, it's entering tapped, right? And by your third turn, you had to get the god hand of like double basic <laughs> to get it untapped, right? And if you're fetching it like four plus turns later, did the dual type matter to you at this point? Like, did you really need to fix the mana? So to me, this thing always just enters tapped. And that is enough for a B, right? But I, I don't think it's really that playable, right? Like, I, like you just, when you need it, when you need the color fixing, it doesn't give it to you. Or maybe you do because you somehow played like four basics and then you actually need this to fix your colors. But it seems very inconsistent to me, right? Like on turn two, you can't fetch this, right? You got to wait till you get two basics. And I don't run 15 basics like Tomer. I can't pull this off. <laughs> I, I, I think this is, this is a... Uh, it, it's, it's definitely a card that I, I have a bias towards it because uh, budget bases... Uh, usually have a lot more basics in my in my builds, and uh, I also really value the, the the dual basic land type. Like Seth said, there's there's not there's there's basically no other uh, uh, dual basic land type cards out there that can can enter untapped. And I feel like in my builds, uh, you know, 15 basics in a three color deck, uh, they're gonna come into play untapped a reasonable amount of time, and that's super good for me. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't. I think they get a lot worse in four and five color decks for sure. But like two and three, these are super solid. And the fact that like they're fifty cents is great. So I, I put them as I put them in the same uh, spot as the slow land or check land for me personally. I think they also go up in value if you have uh, ways to tutor out basic lands like a, a cultivate Kadamas or each of those cards. Make sure you turn these on pretty pretty consistently. Green decks, yeah. All right, uh, we'll move on to uh, Bicycle Lands, I think. Uh, Krim? I think yep. Yep. Uh, so Bicycle Lands are from Amonkhet. Uh, they're the ones that uh, you pretty much get to cycle it for two, uh, but it's always tapped, but it does have the types. So it, it's it like irrigated farmland, uh, you know, and canyon slough. Those ones, those are the ones that are going to be giving you uh, the, the types, which is nice. So I have this rated as a B, uh, and then Richard has it as a B, and then Seth's got it at an A, and Tomer's got it at a B also. Uh, I unfortunately rank this a little bit lower than Battlelands, just because of the fact that it is always tapped. It is all there is no situation where it isn't tapped. So is the upside of is like is the ability to cycle worth it? Probably not. This is ex just pretty much exclusively going into two color decks for me, two and three color decks for, and this is just for the type, and that's it. Uh, cycling, yes, cycling, that's cool. It works there, but in in three colors, I'm not playing this. Uh, three colors, I I have so many other lands now, and 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 all of, a lot of them aren't even tapped, and I'll, I'll give up cycling for that. For me, they show up in... I, I have the highest rating. For me, they show up for the same reason I was just talking about. The last cycle, they have the types, which for me means pretty much every two-color deck. 
most three color decks and then four or five color is where it gets a little bit sketchy but i just i put really really high value on being able to uh being able to fetch them up and have land type synergies and there's just not a lot of options like after this you're going down to uh, i don't know the snow duels i guess and that's basically it there's just not that many dual lands with land types in magic period so they find their way into my deck a reasonable amount the cycling is like a bonus i guess but really i'm playing them because i can fetch them up or far seek them up or whatever uh not not ever being able to enter the battlefield untapped knocks it a little bit lower than the battle lands for me like i like the the cycling aspect of it uh i like that some of them are very cheap because they got reprinted in in commander products some of them haven't so they're like four dollars out in the maximum which is not not a big deal um and they're deserts so like you have a desert deck you know, you could sacrifice it to scavenger grounds or something. I don't know. Uh, so so there's, there's some synergies there, very minor. Uh, but for the most part, it's a tap land. It mana fixes. You can get it out with like a Crows and Verge or a Farseek or whatever, and that's cool. Uh, so it's a B. It's, it's fine, but like I, I, I often will not run it outside of like a two or three color deck. Um, it's usually something that I will eventually cut uh, or aim to cut. Even though I have this as a B, I never run this. I would rather run a basic <laughs> in most decks, except Ooh. if I'm trying to do something where I'm like cryptic command into Phyrexian Obliterator. Like, you know, that's my deck, then I will play this. But otherwise, I just run a basic. I think I don't care for the cycling, nor like we already have so many other duels that I don't need this duel that comes into tapped all the time, right? So, hmm. But it's fetchable. <laughs> but it's, it's fetchable. fetchable. But you can you can but you you can fetch your shock land, right? Or you can fetch yeah. your whatever, right? Or you can just fetch yeah. your basic. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess that's true. You can't fetch your if, basic. If budget isn't an issue, I just never have a space for this over other superior duels. I think. All right. Uh, next up, Richard. Oh my goodness, he put an ass on this. Wow, this is All what right. I'm actually Here's so shocked. No so, fear. So bounce lands. So yes. Rakdos. Oh, this is a bad card. I don't even want to say this. Carnarium. Uh, yes. So the original, when it ETBs, you have to return a land uh, you own to its hand, and then it taps to add two mana, right? No types. ETBs tapped. Uh, they're basically free. They're 20 cents. Uh, I have it as an S. Seth has it as a C. That's insane. <laughs> over have it as a B. Do you actually run this, though? Like, I don't remember All decks. Richard, oh, started, uh, Richard is this season they're back so honestly Jeez. I feel like uh, I feel like these cards have went way up and down in value like I used to play them all the time and then strip mine and land destruction became too much of a concern so I made a rule to never play them period and now we don't play strip mine as much as we used to so I think they're okay to play sometimes but uh, I still can't bring myself to playing them in every deck. I got them as a C, a C because I'm just, I'm really, really worried about uh, about the land destruction. I, I know me, and I know if I see a bounce land, I will strip mine it just on principle because it's a two for one. I it's so irrational. <laughs> you will, because it's crazy. Two, you, both people just ended the games for themselves. Right? It's like going into a game and being afraid that Seth will use every one of the cards in his hand to kill me. And that could happen. But he it's will throw a, his own game by doing it, right? So it's he won't. Such a common, it, it's also such a common mindset because like, when I started playing Commander in 2011, my first playgroup said the exact same thing to me. I, I was running three of these bounce lands in my Zedru deck, my very first deck. 
And the playgroup was like, you need to take those cards out because we're all running strip mines and we're going to strip mine you for it. I'm like, why? Why would you waste a strip mine on this? You're behind a lane. I'm behind a lane. That's it. Like you tempoed me, but like, is that really worth it? You tempoed me one land drop. And then somebody else has just like plays a cabal coffers and you're like, oh my God, I wish I had a strip mine to stop that. Like, it's like, what? Yup. <laughs> what was going on? But like, this is a common mindset. So like, I can kind of understand it being value lower if you have a table that will strip mine you for it and, and run it. But I feel like strip mine is far less common than it was back in the day, right? Even if I was playing strip mine, like if you're playing strip mine week, I would still play this. Really? Yeah, like you it, guys it, are just I, suiciding yourselves, right? Like you're not so you, gonna so do you it. Think, so you're not saying that I wouldn't do it, but you wouldn't care if I did do it. You still think it'd be worth it? Because you know, I, I, mean, would, okay. I think I the, prove on Commander Clash that I would do it. I've done this. So the five percent of the time, I, I lose the game. Right, five percent of the time, I lose the game. The other ninety-five percent, I win because I played a Guildgate, which basically draws a card. Right, yeah. this is a Guildgate that draws a card unless we pick up MDFCs. Yeah, right? it's so that's the main there's so thing. much advantage here that yes, once in a while you get blown out, just like Chaos Warp, like wrecks your face once <laughs> in a while, right? But it's like really good, and you should not do it. Like if you are a good player, you would not strip mine someone's <laughs> bounce land, right? You would do it for yeah. troll purposes, but you would end your game too, right? And then you would learn not to do that. So I think it's a safe card. I don't think it's that risky of a card to be playing. I mean, drawing a card yeah. is big. Like, the inherent card advantage is, like, a huge upside. That's I just know that like, I would actually do it. I only I like it because you can bounce, like, a, uh, an MDFC or something like that. Mystic That's Sanctuary. The, get Mystic that Mystic Sanctuary. You know, again. Sure. Yep, Feel yep. the dead triggers. Yep. More yep. landfall, right? Uh -huh. Right. So much lesbian stage. Yeah. There's a lot of synergy. Presetters so. a saga for some reason, right? <laughs> it, it does It yeah. does enter the battlefield tapped, and there are some situations yep. where, like, you don't want to play it as your land drop, and it kind of sucks. Like, like, like let's say, like, you play it like tur you you have you have two lands in your hand. One's one's a regular land, one's a bounce land. So you play your land, and then you play your bounce land on turn two. You pick up the land, and then you discard it out to hand size, and you're like, this feels real bad. Yeah. <laughs> and you have like an arcane signet or something in your hand too. So you're like, I couldn't cast my arcane signet on on curve, and I discard down to hand size. But like the upside is card advantage, which is like something I learned from El watching LSV binge watching LSV do Ravnica drafts. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this is a, he was like, this is a top pick in Ravnica draft. I'm like, LSV, you're so smart, and I write it down. And I'm like, <laughs> card advantage. <laughs> they were. Really so, so you still think this is C Seth? It's a guild gate that draws a card why would you not snap play that i think it's the mdfc like thing the mdfc thing is is what has me thinking about bumping it up a little bit like yeah. i do love mdfcs being able to play them as a land and reuse them is really appealing and i guess i'm not playing against myself that's the other thing even if I would strip mine to bounce land, Richard clearly wouldn't because he thinks it's wrong. Krim probably wouldn't. Tomer might just to get me back. I would. Some, if it's you, I would. I'm just going to do it to keep my advantage. Next time I face it, right, right, right. just right. like straight up strip mine him. I would tutor up my strip mine too. <laughs> All right. B, B. I'll bump it up to a B. I'll bump it up to a B. How about that? Is that is that good enough? A B. I will say also, if, if I'm in a white heavy deck, uh, this is like an S++. Because uh, white decks, they're one of their strongest advantage, uh, their most common powerhouse cards are these land uh, catch-up mechanics. Um, so Knight of the White Orchid, Loyal Warhound, Land Tax, 
all this stuff, cartographers hawk, you know, yeah. all those all those good cards yep. are are some of the best ramp cards in white and decks. Good card in the same sentence. Thank you. No, I mean, well, there's good ones <laughs> and there's cartographers. I was just naming examples. Um, so yeah, Comma. like all of those uh, get get become more consistent when you have the bounce lands. Um, so basically, any white heavy deck that I run is going to be running like every single bounce land I can. Honestly, like that that's that's where I'm at in terms of of the stuff. And even like mono white decks like Guildless Commons, I'm running Guildless Commons. <laughs> it's a colorless. It, it doesn't have for for mana or anything, but it's a colorless bounce land, and it's in all my mono white decks for all of time because <laughs> I really like it. It's neat. Um, so yeah, that's a little tech for people as well. Comments? Okay, okay. Kill those comments in all that's my mono white really decks. I deep. swear it's not a meme. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's not a meme. Okay. I think it might back, be in all your white decks back and be a meme, but... <laughs> you can back me up here. Come on, kill those comments. Wait, no, do you play that, Richard? You've never well, played the comments, have you? Okay, it's, Richard it's, does not it's play a bounce it. land, but it taps for one. In it taps oh, oh yeah, I definitely play that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's over. I, I play Karu, man. Karu is an untapped land, so it's even it's even bigger. It's an even bigger thing. <laughs> Is that, this, is how you in this is how you yeah. ramp in mono white. This is how you ramp in mono white, right? I, I'm not as far as Karu. I'm not as far as Karu. That's a lot. That's pretty extreme. I, I, I see your deck over. You play Lotus Veil, okay? Like yeah. If, well, if there's Lotus a man right. that's not afraid of a strip line, that, that that's the one that doesn't have hexproof. So after you sack your two lands, and I play it too. It's a great. It's a great card in mono white. In mono white. No right? fear. No fear. What I've learned is I gotta start adding strip mine back to my deck after this conversation. <laughs> the meta has shifted. We went. We went from we went from strip mines in every deck to Fasuva and Thespian stage in every deck. I'm just saying, yeah. you gotta you gotta adapt to the meta. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, I don't know who it was. Oh, it's me. Hello. Uh, we got a relatively newcomer to the to the dual land cycles. Uh, this came out last year. It's a snow duels. So all of these are uh, two basic land types, which is a rarity amongst the dual lands. So it's really cool. Um, means they're fetchable and they have all those synergies. They're also snow covered as well. So if you have any synergies with snow permanence, uh, then you can uh, get extra value off of these. Um, and that all, all of them enter the battlefield tapped. Um, they're from Cal Time, so they came out last year, almost like a, almost an, exactly a year ago, um, and they're dirt cheap right now. Uh, the cheapest one is I think twenty cents, and like the most expensive one is like eighty cents. So it's all under a, all under a dollar, um, and we got bees across the board. Um, so one example card is Alpine Meadow. Uh, it has uh, plains and and mountain. Uh, land types, it's a snow-covered land, enter the battlefield tap, taps are white and, and red. Uh, bees across the board, so we all we all think it's pretty neat. <laughs> we're, we're starting to get to the part of our rankings where I start to wonder, like, should I just play a basic land in some deck? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I feel like these are really good if you got snow synergies, but uh, otherwise, I don't think I play them, period. Even if you're playing budget, I think there's... I mean, maybe in budget, you just need a duel, but I think there's like enough better options. Like I'd probably rather play a, a, a game land or something in a budget deck than, than one of these. <laughs> that one life. No, 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 no that's, that's too far because it turns on your sulfur falls, right? Like yeah, it, but it, it has a purpose, even if they're, okay. even if they're not far fetch lands, right? Yeah, you can still far seek it out. Like there's still a reason. Mm -hmm. 
to play these, but... What about Crows and Verge? I think mm-hmm. I agree Remember with Seth that you most likely just play a basic at this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting close to the yeah, basic land. It's getting oh, close. There's a couple that there's like, I can't even believe you guys ranked it so low, but all right. Snow Duels, oh. everybody's very like, eh on it. <laughs> it, it has like, okay, it didn't like, have the types. It's like doomed, right? But it has yeah. the types and it's snow, right? So there's a yeah. point to playing this thing, right? Yeah. In certain all decks. Right. In certain decks, yeah. Yeah. All right, more interesting one. Uh, Seth, what's, what, what do we have next? Ooh, next up, we have the Horizon Lands, going back to originally Horizon Canopy, but then we got a cycle of them in Modern Horizons. These are lands that do not have types uh, at all. They cost a life if you want to add a mana with them. They had two colors of mana, but you can pay one and sack them to draw a card. So they essentially cycle from the battlefield for one mana, they cost 10 to $15. I think Horizon Canopy might be more than that. We got three Bs and a C from Krim. Uh, I kind of feel the same exact way as I do about the Snowlands. Uh, only specific decks would I play these in. Uh, one of the problems with these is, unlike some other pain lands like Shivan Reef uh, in that cycle, there's no option to just like add a colorless mana without spending life. Anytime this is gonna add mana for you, you gotta pay life. So if you play this early in the game and you wanna make mana every turn, this could easily be five, six, seven, if the game goes along, 10 life that you gotta spend across the course of a game which really, really adds up. So I only play these if I have synergies to get them back from the graveyard. If I am uh, getting them back with Crucible World, Renin Six, some sort of like value card draw engine loop, then I like these lands a lot. But just playing them generically, uh, I don't play them at all. I think they might also see CDH play, where you just like yeah, really just care S-tier about the CDH. you care about yeah, the card and you don't care about your life total because everyone's comboing. But for the power level we play, not having an option to add a mana without spending life, I think is actually a pretty big drawback. I'm surprised I don't see an A in here. So these are untapped duels, right? So we don't have that many untapped duels. They actually, you can sack it to draw a card. I thought Seth would for sure bite on that, <laughs> right? And the problem is you pay life, right? And if a game goes like five, six turns, maybe you pay five life. It's like more than a shock, but I don't know. It's like not horrendous, but we're all settled <laughs> on Bs and Cs. <laughs> These are, actually, like, these are CDH staples, right? Like yeah. people like well, modern staple, right? But so in my uh, in my CDH in my CDH deck, it's it's uh, it's not included in my CDH deck. But like in all my other decks, I don't really want to lose like five fish life. <laughs> we value game. life gain. That's the new better. <laughs> well, it's it's like I don't know. Like sometimes you can use that like a psychologically as a political maneuver. Be like. You know, the people are attacking at the highest life total, so you sneakily, like, lower your life. And this is like, oh, you don't attack me. I'm the, oh, I'm the lowest life. Total. Stop picking on me, you guys. Like, it's just like, leave me alone. Um, that's why Turns I always your death shadow. So. Yeah. In, in yeah. your singleton death shadow. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't justify taking that much damage for, for this in a normal game. In CDH, yes, this totally makes sense. Where I, I don't need more than, first off, like, two to three lands uh and i just can go ahead and crack this as a card draw right like that that's totally fine um uh, in normal casual commander i feel like this is actually going to add up pretty quick like and it's not fetchable yep. like yep. it's not ugh, we, we to have too many land. good dual lands now for in, in like at least casual meta uh where where these are just not even on the list like and and I would maybe pick like the Shivan Reefs and stuff like that, a little, just a hair over this because at least they have that colorless option. Oh, 
Speaking of shipping or- reefs, <laughs> I think they might be next on our list. <laughs> Krim, tell us about this this, uh, this mysterious shipping reef cycle. Well, it's the painlands. Uh, they're they're shipping reefs. You know, uh, uh, oh, Lanawar wastes. Uh, oh, it's a green one. Wow. That's a green wow. one. We're on the board. We're on the board. Uh, like, yeah, from like, well, Land of Waste, I guess, was like, what, from Apocalypse or something? And I think these were Apocalypse lands for a while. Um, but yeah, they deal one damage to add a color mana, or you can just tap it for a colorless. These have these aren't expensive at all. They're like under a dollar. They're about a dollar. Uh, and yeah, like, I don't know. As I said, there's just too many good duels. Like, these are average trending closer to don't play. And as I say it out loud and as we talk more about these lands, it's now hitting don't play. So I'm actually going to change it. You know what? I changed my own mind right now. Okay. <laughs> so um, you're, you're D, Seth is D. I'm yeah. at B, and Richard's the highest on it with an A. And yeah, they, the, they are very cheap. They've been printed a lot, reprinted a lot, thankfully. Horizon Lands and this are at a D for me right now. So I, I, I cannot justify these in my decks anymore. Just because, first off, utility lands, uh, when I think of utility, I like I, I think, you know, like one that stays around. Horizon Lands is essentially a one-off draw. Pain lands don't even do anything other than just sit there. So uh I, I, I can't I can't justify playing this. Uh this is a D for me. Uh Tomer's got it at a B, Richard's got it in a uh, and then Seth's got to add a D. Guys, <laughs> be tripping! Like what? <laughs> this is this is a dual land where you're gonna pay like one to two life over the entire game, uh, right? Like, no. Like it's a, yes, because unless you're literally playing on three lands, your other <laughs> lands will have colored, and you can tap it for colorless, right? So it's not Horizon Canopy. Yeah. Right? So. And it's an untapped, unconditional duel. Mm. How can you rank it at D? <laughs> like, what? I, <laughs> That's I, insane. I you would like, play a prairie stream over this? What? Yeah. I'm like a, I'm like a yeah. B plus on this because it, it's like, I like I said, at the beginning, my criteria. <laughs> this is also yeah. an S card for them, too. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, what I value in terms of dual lanes, I, I, I value speed and consistency. And these check mark both of these. The only thing they don't lack are basic land types. So you can't fetch them out. They don't help with any basic land type synergies in your deck. So they're not as good as a shock land for me, obviously. Um, but I mean, turn one, they're going to be tapping for two colors, right? Always, if you put them on the battlefield. Turn two, always. And for most of the stuff that we had uh, ranked earlier, like a check land will not be tapping for colors on turn one. Uh, a slow land uh, will not be tapping for colors on turns one or two ever. Battle lands will never turn uh, do the same thing either. These will. These always will. So if you're looking for speed, these are objectively better. Um, but they're going to they're going to cost you in different ways. Like they don't they don't have that basic land synergy. And if the game does go super long, super long, like super long, then you're going to lose like a decent chunk of life, maybe like three or four. But like, yeah, it's not, not more bad. than a shock land. Like, I, I'm, like, I'm like a deep. I'll put them in. I'm, they're an A. They're an A. Yeah, they're an A. <laughs> you can, okay. you can yeah, turn one soul okay. ring. You can turn one Esper Sentinel. I just don't run them much. I don't know. I really so like good. basic land types. I really like I basic land mm, types. I don't run them, period. I feel like these are lands that 
five years ago, ten years ago. Sure. Those are those are pretty good. But we got Battle Bond lands. We got the Battle for Zendikar lands. We got there's so many lands. And I don't think the upside of like exactly on turn one this comes into play untapped when all these other lands don't come into play untapped until maybe turn two consistently. I don't think that's enough for me to want to play that over playing something that doesn't have any pain involved or something as land types that I can fetch up. So for me, it's just like they just keep dropping every set Wizards Prince a new land cycle and it's like better than these. So it's just it's fallen completely off of my list now where I just I don't put them in decks anymore. Yeah, like if check lands are starting to get like a, are starting to budge a little bit on like whether they should be played, then then this card is like very far from that, right? And this is like severe, like way under those cards. So because you don't play check lands, you don't need the land types on these. It gets better <laughs> with the meta shift, <laughs> right? You, you don't rely on basics. You don't rely on land types. It's just this straight up unconditional. Like I don't understand why you would play a battle for Zendikar duel over a pain land. Like, Type unless you're really it. trying to turn on Mystic Sanctuary, like is which it, I am just straight better. <laughs> This is like not like, even close. This could be like a Triland in like like an whatever the blue red Eldrazi deck. Sure, I get that, but like I I other than that, I mean, no, this just doesn't cut it anymore. It doesn't do anything itself. Like it itself doesn't have utility, and it itself being untapped is nice. Don't get me wrong, I do like that, but the pain does add up. The pain adds up a lot. It's a battle bond shock land, essentially, right? Like, think of it as a battle bond land, and you're going to pay, like, two life over the course of the but game. the basic land I mean, but I battle bond lands it. don't have the type, right? Battle bond oh. lands don't have the type, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, battle bond land, yeah, that's fine. So it's yeah, like a battle true. bond land that you pay two Pings life. Pings you a little bit right? more. But isn't, doesn't that make it strictly worse than battle bond lands? And then yeah. all the... So it's an and A, then, not a D. Uh, <laughs> right? They're like a, like, like a V-plus for me. And obviously uh, CDH staple because you need consistency on turn one because that's the whole point of CDH. I, I mean, I, I like feel like... A uh, lot in our of games, mentioned lands before over this. In our, in our games, a lot of times we're playing a tap land on turn one. We're doing nothing. Or we're playing a land and doing nothing on turn one. Like... Sure, Phil draws Soul Ring every week, but other than that, like, <laughs> there's not a whole lot that we're doing on turn one. So I don't value, I just don't value that all that highly. Like, I've come to, I play so many MDFCs, I come to grips with my first <laughs> land probably coming into play untapped and maybe my second one too. So that's why you actually have to have an untapped land somewhere so you can actually catch up <laughs> rather than perpetually play behind. Wait, but what, is the argument that life doesn't matter or is the argument that? You, you're paying for consistency on turn one to three, which the other duels don't have. My argument, I think, I would say in CDH, it's that your life total doesn't matter. You're going to die to Thoracle anyway, so what? It, what does it matter? Someone's going to storm off or like do something so big that it doesn't matter. When I think it does matter more in like more casual play, and plus the game is likely going to end in less turns, I would say, in CDH compared to the style that we play in Commander Clash. So they're going to end less like turn turns. Two. Like there's you're less tap turns of you can twice. tap this for <laughs> colorless. <laughs> like, like I, you can tap this for colorless at yeah. no life. Like You're going to use it at most like twice for colored, right? They're definitely at least a B to me. Like At least a B. They're definitely not okay. don't play. So Okay, with the caveat that I'm still not going to play them, <laughs> I'll, I'll bump them up to C because I do think oh, it's true goodness. that I do think it's true what we're just saying that 
you can tap them for colorless mana. So you play these, use them for colored mana a couple times in the early game when you need to, and then treat them like a waste for the rest of the game and just use them for colorless mana. Oh, and in the late game, when you're casting, you know, a spell that's two white and five generic or whatever, like that's how most spells are. You usually can afford to use this to make colorless mana. So I think Richard is right in theory. I still feel like there's so many other options that it's still not going to show up in many of my decks, even though I agree with what Richard's saying, like in theory, like it is true. It's, you're not going to lose that much It's the unconditional life. one here besides Bondlands <laughs> on early turns. Everything else has a condition, right? Everything else has a condition. Oh. This condition is a one to two life. Okay, B, so. B minus, B minus. How about <laughs> that? What about, what about Krim? Krim's still be, staunchly okay, okay. B. I'm, 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 back, I'm back to a C. I'm back to a C. Where <laughs> I have. All those cryptic oh. commands you can cast. You're back, back to a crim. crim. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, the, the, the document you just always puts my name. You can even snap cast your cryptic with this. Look at that. So, so far, so good. <laughs> all right, I mean, we, 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 the average has been brought up, all right? The average has been brought up. That's all I can ask. All right, we'll move on. Uh, Richard, what's the next one we got? Uh... We got some pretty bad lands coming up. Um, we have such a good one coming up. It's crazy wait, to me. Oh, you You're think this crazy. is good? Okay. No, not bridge this lands. one. This one's dude. Oh, okay. This this one's dude. Okay, we're gonna skip dude. bridge lands. I don't know. Who we are. That, that's the artifact ones. Sorry, that bridge are fans. That have fetchable types. Yeah. They look like snow duels. If you have artifact synergies, put them in. If not, don't. Well, they're also uh, indestructible, so if you have Armageddon yeah, yeah. synergies, you run no. them as well. Yeah, if you're, yes, if you're yes, one of those Armageddon people. Synergies, but we, yeah. won't, we won't talk Otherwise, about that. So I think Tober wanted to talk about the Tainted Lands. How do you hey. guys not like the Tainted cycle? I, this is absolutely okay, hold on, bananas hold on. Wait, Let's explain what it is, okay? So Tainted right. Island from Torment. Basically, they only pair with the black. Uh, so like black, red, black, blue, etc. Uh, they are a dual land. There's five of them, and you need to control a swamp four for, for the wait. Four, what do they do? yeah. There's four of them because math. They're they're they're, they're if you don't control a swamp, do they enter tapped or do they tap for colorless? They always they enter tapped. Untapped, yeah. They make colorless. Okay, they make One, colorless two, three, if you don't four. have a swamp, but if they have a swamp, you can make both colored mana. Uh, Twenty cents to five dollars. <laughs> That's a big range. Uh, <laughs> I have it at B. Seth has it at C. Krim has it as D. Tomer has it as A. It's an A. Full spectrum here. All right, all right. So it kind of, I kind of feel bad after the follow up of the painlands, but here, 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 here. First of all, first of all, first of all, dirt cheap, amazing. Yeah, I think one okay. of them is five dollars because yeah. the tainted isle got like reprinted one time in the past decade. And it hasn't gone down yet. Midnight Hunt Commander is when I was reviewing. The other ones have been printed a bunch of times. Hear me out. You're in a two-color deck in black. You're going to have swamps, I hope. I hope you have enough that you have a couple of basic swamps or some dual swamps. You know, you got your, I don't know, your overgrown tomb or something. I don't know. Those count. Or you put an Urborg. Your Urborg, you got all your swamps. And now, boom, these tab for two colors. And they always tab for colors. Um, and they never ping you like a pain land. Sure, yes. Are they slightly less consistent than the pain land? Yes. Uh, I gr granted, granted. Uh, however, you're in a two-color deck. You have you're in black. You have swamps. You know, like, what are the odds that you don't have a swamp and you play this land and you can't tap for for both colors? Three-color decks too. Easy peasy. Like I'm always gonna have a swamp in my three-color black deck for a tainted field or whatever, or a tainted whatever. Yeah, and four and five color decks, I'm not running them. But like two and three, like, come on, come on. 
Come on. Don't you play <laughs> this in like the mere, like in like blue black fairies in modern? Is this not is this the land? It's Why not legal. Not land? It's not legal. modern, but oh, what what's that weird land where they can thought seize and oh, like drone. Weird... Yeah, I know what. Okay, oh, never mind. Oh, so uh, I yeah. gave it an A. Krim gave it. Uh, Richard gave it a B. Seth gave it a C. Krim gave it a D. A D. This is a black card, Krim. That's like Grixis adjacent. You know. <laughs> this. <laughs> I mean, yes, it it does have like tainted uh tainted aisles. Tainted uh, and, and tainted uh, peak. Yeah, yeah. It has it has like those that cycle, right? But there's just so many better lands now that don't ah. care that don't care if I have a swamp specifically. Mm-hmm. So like like that is a big deal, right? I mean, when you have like these sweet new lands like the the uh the midnight hunt lands, the slow lands, right? And then you have all like the 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 check lands, and you start adding more of this, and then you start playing MDFCs all the time. You really don't have a swamp unless you have the shock, right? And like it's like shocks and like maybe like sunken hollow, right? But what about an Urborg? If I have Urborg, sure, but otherwise this sits there and does nothing, right? It adds a colorless. Uh, I I I can't I can't. Like I, I think the drawback here is like I can maybe understand like the uh, like the pain lands because no matter what they can still add color no at a cost. Sure, we'll leave that back at a C. But this this does like have situations that I have run into enough times where it does not add a colored mana, and that is problematic. I think they're fine. They're fine. They don't excite me. To me, they're very much like. I think worse versions of the check lands, essentially. You need one specific land type instead of two land types. Uh, so they're like harder to turn on check lands. Plus, you only get them for one color. So it's not like you can play them in any color combination of decks anyway. You got to be black X to, to play them at all. So I don't think they're bad. And I like that they're budget friendly and coming to play untapped. But we just have so many different cycles. Now, this is another one where I feel like five years ago if i probably if i look through my old commander clash decks when we first started playing commander i probably had these in a lot of my black decks now we just have enough other options that uh, i don't know maybe i just forgot about them but they don't show up in my decks nearly as much as they used to a few years ago i used to play them i just they phased out right like they have just been power crept out so it, it at a point they were really good <laughs> all right i'll back you tomer I, I was actually pretty close to an a on this so to me it's a or b to me it's slightly worse check land with the upside that you can turn one it and do something useful right like you can always play it as a colorless land on curve and, and do something with it whereas a check land like if you don't have the the type like it's a guild gate essentially right and in two col- so the only way i ever play this is in a two color deck right and I, I think it is slightly worse than a check land but it does have some upside you can actually turn one soul ring and turn one esper sentinel uh, well, you can't because it's the wrong colors. But, you know, <laughs> like, I, I don't know what the black one You can turn one Solaric. <laughs> but I, I think it's pretty decent, right? I think it's just slightly worse than a check land. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's unplayable. Like, I, I think no. it's, like, better than, like, some unplay like... Would you put a basic over this, right? I think I would actually run this over no. a basic. I would run. I would run. I would no. run a basic over this. I'm melting. In a two color deck. In a in a two color deck. This this would be out a basic. More yeah, than two this colors, doesn't go with three color decks. Yeah, this can't yeah, go yeah. with three. Yeah, yeah. I it think Tomer has a two color decks. No. In case you, 
There's so you many good Grixis cards and in go two like colors Mountain already. Island tainted, and you're like, this is garbage, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, it, it's not the same as a Checkland in a three color deck, no. right? No. Man, I, a two color deck gets decent. Yeah, two color decks. At at in a two color deck, to me, this is still medium minus, not even medium right. plus. Medium minus. I I will right. concede that I I am biased on this one. Uh, this these are one of my favorite cycles from when I was a little kid, and uh, when I started doing budget commanders, like eight years ago, God, I'm old. Um, I, these were like obscure; nobody was running them, so I was like, "Ooh, Ooh. I have Kali, and Kali is all about you know you got to play it on curve." And look, Tainted Isle is so good, you guys. Like this new tech is Tainted Isle. <laughs> And then slowly but surely, like, you know, uh, it, it got a little bit more popular. And then it got reprinted a bunch. And I was like, yeah, sweet, budget value duels, really cool. But, you know, it, it has it has, uh, it has has gone lower in terms of uh, power creep and everything. And are they better than Painlands? No, I'm, I'm going to put it as a B. <laughs> I'll put it as a B. <laughs> I, there, I, I, feel I, bad. I have to put it down to a C. <laughs> oh, because I, I read the next one okay okay let's go to the next card this is actually kind of interesting right uh, all right I, I'll, whose turn is it to read off the i think shadow. it is well hold on it... you just read that right tomer oh wait i think it was richard i just oh, it was richard uh, so okay. okay so it's so Seth. next we have uh... Shadowmore filter lands uh these are from well, this says Eventide, but I assume Shadowmore also. Shadowmore uh, and they, Eventide, yeah. Shadowmore and Eventide. So uh, these are lands that make a generic mana, or you can pay one and tap them and add two mana of any color combination of the two colors, essentially. So if you got the blue-black one, you can pay one, tap it, and make black-black, mm. blue-blue, or blue-black, correct? Ooh, just one one correction is you have to pay colored mana associated to the okay. two colors. So if it's, a, if it's like a green-blue filter, you have to pay green or blue to filter. To so. filter into double green, double blue, or green blue, essentially. Yeah. And they, they cost between 5 and $35, I guess. Some of them have Mr. been reprinted. Gates, like, randomly some super them, expensive. Modern. Some of them haven't. Some of them show up in modern. Yeah. So, uh, rating rise, we got B from Richard, B from Krim, C's from Tomer and I. Uh, Richard, I know you were... You want to talk about these? So what, what are you thinking about the Shadowmore filters? So I just I just ninja'd this. So, I, I had the Tainted <laughs> Lands at B, and then the Shadow... The shadow more filter lands as C, but I'm like, wait, broke my heart. The shadow more filter lands are just better versions of the tainted lands, right? If I have to be able to add a black mana, if I have a swamp, I can add a black mana already, right? So this fixes mana, right? <laughs> and it also adds colorless, so it's actually just better than tainted land, right? Yeah, so that's why that. I flipped, I flipped my thing. But you can't like, okay, so. Here's why I don't like the filter lands, and this is why I put them as a okay. So, so C for me and Seth, and B from Krim and Richard. I've played them a bunch, and they're always super awkward. First of all, you need to have a color mana available. You can't like if you have a bunch of colorless sources, like you have a Sol Ring or whatever, you can't yeah. use that to filter. So they've it's always like if you been didn't very have the swamp. Well, yep. No, no. Here's here's the difference. If you have a tainted isle up and nothing else. You can still tap the Tainted Isle for a blue or a black, right? But if you have just a filter land up, you can only tap for colorless. So, it, so in so practice, it's it's awkward. <laughs> what? Just tap this. So on your previous turn where you used three mana and left one remaining, 
Make sure you tap this thing and leave up your other land so that you but have you colored need, You Tell need her. the Tell colored her. sources. That's the difference. It's like, Tell if, if you, I feel you there's some it. way to sequence this such that 99% of the time it works. I think maybe Not 1%. Correct. Like if, you're, if your mana base was like colorless, colorless, one colored source and this, yeah, then you're kind of hosed, right? Well, yeah. you're also already in a bad place, right? Like usually <laughs> you can finesse it this. Good. Like, like Tell her, Tell her, do you... I know you said it too because we 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 did the uh, the Mana Rock episode, and you even appreciated Chromatic Lantern because it makes it so that you can smoothly cast like multi like you know triple blue spells, right? Yes. This helps that. This makes it so that you don't have to worry about it's like good. like this is so much better, right? Because it can add like let's just say blue black or black black or blue blue. This is big. This is big. Uh, I care about the colors and that. It, like the colors that it's able to add uh and on top of that it, it it itself can always regardless of land type that means that pairs very well with a lot of the lands that i'm starting to play with so i i love this i i mean well i'm, I'm i don't think this is like an a or anything this is a solid b because it's only going in decks where yeah i i i need like i really care about the color of spells i'm casting like in a control deck when i'm casting archmage's charm like things like that i'm gonna want this and that's why it's good in modern. So yeah, that's yeah, I, I, that's a, that's kind of where I'm at. But I, for me, that's a, a C. I only play them in decks that have like really strict colored mana requirements. Grim mentioned Archmage Charm. That's like a great example. This is a land that lets you turn a swamp into two blue mana, which is something unique. Right. Like I, I don't think there's another land cycle that lets you turn one black source into two blue sources. At the same time, like. Unless I have those Archmage's Charms or Cryptic Commits. I think I played this, like, Avatar Tribal deck at one point. They had all the, like, five hybrid mana cards from uh, from Eventide and Shadowmoor. Like, that's the type of deck where I really, really love the filter lands. Uh, in just a generic two or three color deck, though, uh, we I think we just have better options. So I, I think it depends on how crazy the, the mana requirements of my deck are. For me to consider playing that. Nico Bolas Dragon God. You mentioned you didn't mention that. That's the problem. That's triple black. Cruel Ultimatum. Yeah. You know, these Cards, legit though. Yeah. Like there are very color intensive spells. And this card <laughs> is very, very, very good in those decks. But just those decks. You actually think definitely... it is better than these, Tomer? No. Like, uh, oh, it's so worse. Color? So much worse. It's gotta be yes. worse. They're back. Oh, Tomer. Tomer, <laughs> honestly, though, not just yeah. put your bias not, not price aside wise. for a minute. Not price yeah, lines. no budget concerns, no biases. Like, hey, they're, they're just awkward to play with. I don't know. Like, I'm they're good in, in two color decks, but like, honestly, I've had so many games where it's just like they don't do much when they're by themselves. Like, you have to, you have to why, use them in conduction. Why is this stuff. by itself, though? That's my concern. No, because it's like if you have just one mana available, you're not getting any of its value. You have to have two mana sources available, and the other one has to be colored and it's so, just, it's so just awkward this, I just, like I richard like had mentioned yeah just tap this one like, you tap I this one but then you can only tap for like i don't like it i i do know what tomer's saying like have you ever played with signets on magic online and it's yeah. like all the like turning colors into other no, but signets colors are good. I, i'm not i'm not saying that's bad because of that but it is 
kind of clunky to play with. So from like a laziness perspective, <laughs> I kind of agree with Tomer. Like you got to think a little bit about how you're tapping your mana uh, and whatnot. I don't think it makes it bad. No, but no it one is... even checks when you do this, okay? If you play no, paper, like, you just it, tap it, all your crap and pretend you have the right <laughs> color mana. Okay? Yeah, you don't even also, need to bother with this. But also, like, also the signature taps requires colorless to activate. So you can use any you can use any combination. It's just a little clunky and painted aisles, not as bad as this one, all right? All right. The point is, like, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? I'll D. I'm giving it a D. Do not disturb. Move on. I feel I feel like we've reached the part in our countdown where outside of very specific decks, I don't think I would play any of these remaining lands over basic land. Oh, okay, okay. There has to be one. There has to be one then I'm gonna bring up as, as the closer because I no meme. I run it and I know you hate it and I want to get I want to hear why. So uh, I'm just gonna do them. Uh, these are the reveal lands. Each of these lands are dual lands that will enter the battlefield untapped if you reveal a uh, a, a associated land from your hand of the two uh, colors that it taps for. Very, I explained that very badly. Okay, here here here's an example. Frost boil snarl is a land. That enters the battlefield untapped, taps for blue and, and red, enters the battlefield untapped if you reveal a uh, island or a mountain from your hand. It doesn't have to be a basic, it just can be an island or a mountain, any kind. Um, and if not, then they enter the battlefield tapped. Uh, they don't have any basic land types, so none of those synergies there. Uh, they show up in Strixhaven and I think uh, one of the shadows over in or something like that. There's a full cycle of them. They're about three dollars on average. How? <laughs> and How are they and uh, I gave it a B. Richard and Krim gave it a D, and Seth gave it an F. Let's, <laughs> That's let's not even about a, it. a legal yeah. rating, but I did it anyway. <laughs> let's fight about it. I want to hear about that, Seth. I want to hear about that. Why do you hate I, it? I don't hear why you think it's good. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> This is the worst rare land dual land cycle that has ever been made. I may maybe there's something like in homelands or something. I don't even know that might be worse, but like they're incredibly bad. So here's the reason I think these cards are bad. Many of the lands we've talked about today have restrictions based on what's on the battlefield. Uh, if you have, you know, the right <laughs> land types on the battlefield, it comes into play tapped. If you have two or more lands on the battlefield, it comes into play tapped. Guess what I want to do when I play magic? I want to play my lands every turn because I want to cast my spells. You know what I don't want to do is hold on to my lands so I can make this horrible card come into play untapped. My experience <laughs> with this card is it comes into play untapped like... 50% of the time or something. It, it's okay, like, on turn one in some decks and you got the right hand. But my experience is I'm waiting to draw my fourth land so I can wrath the board because things are going poorly. And this is the card that comes off the top. And I regret it not being a literal game land. At least the game land has some <laughs> amount of upside. So I, I don't like the restriction of having to have the right cards in hand. I feel like it comes into play tapped way too often and there's literally zero uptide. Plus you get the frustration factor built in where you know it has potential to come into play tapped. If you play a game <laughs> land or a guild gate, you've come to grips with the fact that your dual land is going to come into play untapped. You know that going in. You signed up for that. With this, it gives you this like slight bit of hope that maybe this is the time that it's actually good and it's not going to be horrible and then it always dashes those hopes like 90% of the time. Uh, but wait, actually, hold on. If you think about this though, Seth, if you, like, since you play every tap land, 
why not play this? This is essentially just a tap lane. It's literally a tap lane. It's always a tap lane. <laughs> Might as well just play it's a guilty. tap lane with a mind, with an upside, isn't it? Like, isn't that the whole thing? Is like, for my my personal experience, it's like 50-50. Like, it'll come into play tap sometimes. It'll 50, come into play 50, untap that sometimes. high? But that's already better than like a temple. Like, you rated a temple better than that. Like, it, temples always tap, but, but it does scry one. It actually like, does something. But it's to be honest with you, I, I, would, I would choose to, a temple over this. But it's never going to let you curve out the way you want to. Like, is is scrying <laughs> this, every single time? Okay. It's you going to you either. It's going to you into thinking that it could. Yeah, it, it's a C. This. I just I want I want to meme on Seth a little bit. It's a C, but I want, <laughs> I want to get him a little bit upset. But it's but not like, even a C. Yeah, it is. Literally, I will I will run this over at a. Temple, like this is an colored F plus. Are you this kidding? Is an you know, F plus. You know what comes into play untapped one hundred percent of the time? A basic, a basic land, <laughs> a basic <laughs> land. And you know what? It has basic land types, so it turns on my Emiria <laughs> and my Cabal coffers. Like to me, this is just like strictly worse than a basic land. Oh my <laughs> these, god! Yeah, Tomer, legitimately, this is these are so bad. These are so <laughs> these bad. Are- these are it's, so playable in two color decks. I'm not gonna put them in a three color deck or, or higher, but in two color deck? Are you kidding me? We're talking about how we run like six basics, and then like we can't even get one on the battlefield. Yeah, because like, you, you want this in basics. your hand, but you're playing you this more, land. You run more basics. That's your problem. This, this is what you like, gotta do. You, you gotta play a, a bounce land to bounce the basic back to your hand, so that next turn you can play this and show it. Like God, man, wow, God. that's so bad. Okay, okay, you got me. You got me on tape. You 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 have made an argument on on filter lands. I'm not budging that this is worse than a temple in a two color deck. There's no there, way. This is no way. Way. This gives it's you the sure thing. <laughs> you it's a sure but thing. But sometimes comes into play a tap in a good there, amount if you just run more basics. I, I would play a gain land over this. I think the one life uh, is better than like this is like. I will fight you on this. Most certainly come to play Taft. Like I will 95 fight you. Plus. Comment section. They're, let they're, me know. Am I crazy? I, I would actually play deck. a snow duel over this because in at least it has the types. Deck, this is like 50% of the time I'm entering the battlefield untapped. Like you're crazy. How many bases they're are you playing? Crazy. Like 30? In a two-color <laughs> deck? Like 20. They're like so, why wouldn't you? <laughs> They're so bad that when wizards finish the cycle, they name them Snarls. Uh, so you would know what they would do to your mana base and be a warning to players. To it's not a, it's actually... a sound you make when they enter the battlefield tapped and you know yeah. they cannot do it the untap. While your mono green player is curving out with a Seeker's Chariot and stuff and you're just snarling that he can't wipe the board with burn down the house. God, these feel so this, this, bad this is when F. you top deck them. Not- this not is only is it F. bad, it makes the rest of your deck bad. Because you gotta run all these basics, you can't even run MDFCs. Like, oh it, like my God. not only is a bad card, it makes the rest Thank of your deck you. bad. It's Thank you. Right? This is like beyond you. I think we need a new F. Like it somehow ruins the whole deck. Bad. F for Frostboil Snarl. <laughs> so wait, I, can, I, can I win anyone else over to F on these? I, I, you got me at F. I think I, I, I think you can't even run MDFCs with this, right? It somehow yeah, made no. it worse. I want to. I, I legit want to know from the comments section. What do you feel about Snarls specifically in a two-color deck? And they're three dollars. Oh my goodness! You're you pay money for this. Yeah. <laughs> This Absolutely is like the cards you give you for free when you show up at F and M. They're like, "Have some snarls." You're like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. "Well, they're like, they're like three dollars." I go to my little brother. Like... You know, 
<laughs> you just I would not pay more than 25 cents for this oh my god over the game land Boy, you pay me ten dollars, and I would say no. <laughs> you, are, okay, you you rate the guild gates higher than this. This is okay. This is as far as we got. Guild gates has end, and end. And it doesn't dash your hopes. Like the psychological <laughs> aspect is just is just you're, not so you know better. exactly. You're you're playing more basics because of this, making your deck worse when you should be loading up on Thespian stage and Vesuvas and MDFCs. Oh God. All right. Well, let us know in the comment section below. That's that's as far as we're getting today, folks. Uh, nothing's gonna top that debate. Uh, genuinely curious what everybody's thoughts are. You put a Anywho. poll on Frost Boil Snarl. <laughs> Frost Boil Snarl is this? a A plus in two color decks. I swear. Uh, all right, that's it for our show, everybody. We're, we've rambled on far long enough. Um, again, if you want to support the show, like and subscribe. You know, share with your friends, uh, buy our merch, all that good stuff. And until next time, friends, see ya.